In today's show, we're going to look ahead to a busy Friday in the NBA. There are 11 games on. We're going to look at all of those games. Streaming options as well, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. There's 11 games on Friday, so we're going to look at streaming options. We're going to look at what's happening in each of these games, current injury statuses as well, which of course is always important. So we might as well get into it. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Hawks Pistons. We're seeing a lot of these. How do you guys feel about this? Where the team plays the team, the team like this one, Hawks Pistons, and then two days later plays the same team. I like it. I know that it gets maybe a little bit confusing, especially for me doing a daily show. Going, um, didn't we just see this? But I actually like it. I, I think it's really interesting and it allows teams, we see a little bit more, not necessarily playoff tactics, but it's more like, oh, we just saw this. So let's see how we adjust. Let's see what things happen. I really, I think it's a really interesting, we're going to see that today, I think almost for the, is it for the first time? It might be with the um, Clippers and Thunder and there's a Spurs Wolves one that's happening. There's obviously this one that's happening as well. I really like it. But if you are watching here on YouTube, what do you think of these like baseball-type series? Two games versus the same opponent in the same city. I like it. Anyway, Hawks-Pistons. Atlanta, six-and-a-half-point favorites. The total is 223. I want to watch DeAndre Hunter. Is Can he do anything? The answer is probably no. But yeah, he does flash these games. Like last game, 17.70% shooting. You go, ooh, all right. And then nothing else. The roll's locked in. Could he lose some of the role, though, when Bogdanovich returns? Now, Bogdan is out in this one, as well as Marvin Bagley and Alec Burks. And currently, Jaden Ivey is questionable, missing the last game with uh, with that illness. But I just want to see what Hunter can do. Can he change my mind? Probably not. I also want to watch Anyeka Okongwu, who, again, is just locked in as a backup. But his permanent production is way down from last season. Last season, as a backup, he was like 120th, 130th, around that mark. This year, he's not even top 170. So the permanent numbers are down for a Kongwu. The role is the same. Like, I know a lot of people expected a larger role. I didn't, but I expected the performance to be better. So let's watch to see if we can get some of that performance improving. For the Pistons, I want to watch Cade Cunningham. My name is Richie Cunningham. I know a lot of people have been shitting on Cade all season. He was really good last game. And people are attributing that to the absence of Ivy. Now, I don't know if we'll get a data point here with Ivy or without Ivy because he's questionable. But the two games prior... Cunningham still had a 34% usage playing next to Ivy. What we want to see, though, is how the shots look, how aggressive he is, and the assist numbers. He put up an absolute monster last game, Kate, and I want to see him do it again because I actually believe that he's that good. I also want to watch Isaiah Livers. Isaiah Stewart, the other one, the big fella. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. At some point, I think they're going to have to realize that, that he can't shoot. Like, he's playing 27 minutes a night, Stuart, and the, the combo that makes the most sense is Livers and Duran. I, I, I think that makes a ton of sense for this team. In fact, 
I know I said it before and people think I'm crazy. I think Livers is going to be a better player than Sadiq Bey. And I think that he fits really, really well in that lineup. Bogdanovich, Livers, Duran would be a really good 3-4-5. Better than Bay Stewart, Bogdanovich personally. But I'm not the coach. Um, but I want to see what Livers' role is. 20 minutes last game, 20, sorry, 24 the last game, 20 the game before that. Can we start seeing him push into a larger role? Because 26 minutes a night of Isaiah Livers is absolutely 12-team adjacent. Let's see if he gets it. I said Bogdanovich out, Bagley out, Burks out, Ivy questionable. Next game is the Hornets and the Magic. No spread available for this one at the moment. Now, at the time, this fantasy basketball and the NBA world moves so quickly. I created this graphic about an hour ago. And since then, Rogier's status has been updated to doubtful and Cody Martin is doubtful. So I had him as questionable. I can't do things on the fly, but those guys are doubtful. We know that Lonzo Ball is out. Cole Anthony is out. Jalen Suggs is out. Markel Fultz is out. Gary Harris is out. And he who shall not be named is out as well. We don't have timetables on Anthony or Suggs or Fultz, unfortunately, but we know they're all out. So we're going to get another big Dennis Smith game. Make sure he's rostered. Top 40 player this year, Dennis Smith. One of the best. If Now that Chris Dunn isn't in the league. Remember that bloke? Chris Dunn? Is it, is it, yeah, it's Dunn, isn't it? And Dunn and Nunn in my head. Chris Dunn, now that he's not in the league, Dennis Smith's the best defensive stat point guard in the NBA. Just needs the minutes. What I want to watch on the Hornets side of things is Jalen McDaniels, who is getting like 23, 27, 20, 21 minutes a night. And with Cody Martin still out, He's going to get another 20 minutes. Now, his value, if you look just at pure rankings, you go, oh, look at this. He's shooting 75% from three. And I'm going to assure you that he's going to fall off. And he's probably not going to remain a 12-team league guy. But with absences to Ball, Rogier, and Martin, there's enough of a role for Jalen to be a 12-team option. And then I also want to watch Big Dick Nick Richards. Now, last game, we talked about, hey, what happens if he's not perfect? Because he was perfect the game before and played 20 minutes. Last game, he wasn't, and he played 17, while Mason Plumlee worked his way to 30-plus in an overtime game, which is frustrating. I still think Richards is probably worth a hold, but I think when we're waiting for him to overtake Plumlee, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. You still can hold Richards, but don't just think, well, Plumlee's shit, and Richards is young, therefore the switch is going to happen. Steve Clifford does not think that way. Let's see what they do. For the Magic, I... I'm not convinced they will start RJ Hampton. They might. But last game, RJ Hampton played zero minutes. Zero. While Caleb Houston played 15 and Kavon Harris played 22. Now, their top four guards are all injured. So maybe there's a chance for RJ. And maybe he does start. But even if he does, I don't think that there's 30 minutes there. I think that Paolo is going to be the point guard and Franz Wagner is going to be the backup point guard, basically. And then you'll get a little bit of RJ maybe running second units a little bit. He's worth looking at, but streaming him in on an 11-game Friday doesn't seem like it's going to be the winning move. Again, considering he was behind both Houston and Harris last game. He might not be for Friday, but he's, he's actually really bad. Like, he's not very good at all. And his minutes are trending down, down, down to zero. They will push back up, but how he gets used, I don't know. And then we want to watch Paolo Banquero, who's had 20 points in every one of his games. He's also bringing defensive stats. He's also playing a shit ton of minutes. 37 of them last game, in fact. Really, really rolling, and I expect his assist numbers to actually rise. He's been super, super impressive um, so far this season. But I'll tell you what else is impressive price picks. Because when you go to play daily fantasy, you want the best option out there. And that is exactly what price picks is. You want to see Paolo Bunquero? I don't know what they've got his points line set. That's probably 25 and a half. 
Do you want to go over or under? That's what price picks is. They just put daily projections out there for individual stats and you just say more or less, lower or higher. You do that for up to five players, put them together into one entry and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee back. Simple as that. You can do entries in under 60 seconds and if and when you win, payouts are fast and safe as well. So straightforward. You can do this in over 30 states in the US and in Canada as well. But it's not just the NBA. It's the NBA you can do it for. You can do it for all our favorite league, disc golf. Who knows anything about disc golf? Do they have a league? Is there a season? Is it two blokes at the park chucking a frisbee? I don't know how it works, but I know that Price Picks does because they've got over-unders and lines and con- contests for it. Women's college basketball, men's college basketball, college football, NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, golf, soccer, cricket, European basketball, <clears throat> darts at the pub. Maybe not, but maybe they do. You can check out whatever they've got at Price Picks. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, bucks, Price Picks will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50 bucks. Price picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Disc golf fans unite. Let's go on to the next game Pacers Wizards. The Wizards are five and a half point favorites here in this one. The total is 229 and a half. And I just realized that that screen is incorrect. And that is a big L from me. All right, now that I fixed that L, we've got the Pacers and the Wizards. Wizards five and a half point favorites. For Indiana, Miles Turner is back. And he had four blocks in his first game back. Not a surprise. Isaiah Jackson did, in fact, keep the backup center job. So that's encouraging. He played like 19, 20 minutes, which was the same that he was doing when he was starting. So I think he still remains a hold. We'll see how that progresses, but he is still a hold. I also want to watch Sticks. Jalen Smith. Stand by your man. I am not convinced that Jalen Smith is a very good NBA player or even a good NBA player or even a starter level NBA player. The first half of the last game, he really struggled, then put together good numbers. But what I do know is that if he gets minutes, the fantasy skill set is there. Points, rebounds, threes, blocks, good field goals, good free throws. It's a killer combination. I just want to make sure that he's continuing to get the 29 minutes, and I think he will. I don't think that Miles Turner really has an impact on him. Now, I know a lot of people will look at things, and they'll look at the position eligibility that fantasy providers give, and they'll say, Jalen Smith, power forward, center. They go, oh, Miles Turner coming back is going to impact him. Jalen Smith at center doesn't work. They had to do it a couple of times, and it doesn't work. But ostensibly, Jackson and Smith play different positions. So while Turner might eliminate a few block opportunities for Jalen Smith, in terms of usage and playing time, it doesn't really impact him at all. But the Wizards, they're going to have DeLon Wright out, which is a killer for them. He was really, really good. I want to see how it impacts Monte Morris. I think his minutes have to go up. But I also think it's going to have an impact on both Denny Avdia and on Farton Will Barton. Avdia is a good passer and a good defender. And there are extra minutes available now. DeLon Wright is a good passer and a good defender. So Avdia can fill that role. Barton can also pass a little bit too. And in that second unit, he might take on the de facto point guard role because their other point guard is literally nobody. Unless you're a big Jordan Goodwin fan or you think that Johnny Davis can handle it, which he can't. So there's big opportunities for both those guys. Are they absolute must-roster players? I don't think so. But they're at least stream-adjacent guys who you can take a flyer. And if you want some defensive stats, Avdia is the guy you want. If you want some scoring and threes, then Barton's going to have probably an increased role. So they both have their places in 12-team leagues. <clears throat> Kispert is out. Wright is out for ages. Daniel Tice um, is currently questionable. Not that I think he's going to play anyway. Cavs Celtics. Boston is five and a half point favorites. The total 
is 224 points. Okay. <clears throat> Grant Williams is out, suspended. Rob Williams is injured. And Darius Garland, they thought he'd return. He is out. So Garland is out. Grant Williams is out. So Dean Wade, I expect, will get another start because let's be honest, Dean Wade is a better defender than Karis Levert. He's a better shooter than Karis Levert. And he doesn't... Well, actually, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. He is better than... Levert will still start. So don't get me confused with what I'm saying here. But I think with the way that Wade plays... I wouldn't be shocked if Wade takes that job off Levert when Garland returns. Now, Wade is clearly a better option than Isaac Okoro. Probably an equivalent defender, maybe slightly worse, but a significantly better offensive player and an unbelievably better shooter. So Dean Wade is going to start, and Dean Wade becomes like a 14 to 16 team league streamer. And I wouldn't hold, I wouldn't be shocked if when we hit middle of November, if Wade is starting over Levert. I also want to watch Evan Mobley, who they really did give a lot more opportunities to last game. A lot of it was finishing around the rim. It wasn't like a lot of self-creation or a lot of um, perimeter-based stuff, but at least he got some offensive game of his game going, and he had three rebounds in that game. So let's see what they do in this one. For the Celtics, Jason Tatum, he's right at the top of fantasy ranking. So let's just pay a little bit of attention to him. How is the shooting looking? What is the diet looking like? Is it a lot of contested mid-ranges? Is it a lot of getting to the rim? Is it a lot of three-pointers? How does he look there? The defensive stats are up. They're probably going to fall off as well, but we're going to pay attention to that. And then Al Horford. I know it's been rough for him, but I think what Horford is doing, you shouldn't be too surprised. Yes, some more defensive stats should come, and now you've got no Grant and no Rob, so it's going to be pretty sizable minutes for Al, I would guess. Make sure he's on a roster. The other one you want to watch there is Noah Vonley's minutes, who should jump a little bit. Maybe Luke Cornett gets a little bit of extra playing time as well with Grant Williams suspended. Got another one of these back-to-back, pseudo-back-to-back situations. Sixers-Raptors. The Raptors are one-point favorites. The Sixers were two-point favorites. Yesterday, they got smashed. I don't. I think Toronto will win this one as well. 215 is the total, really low. Tyrese Maxey was really impressive. 43 minutes he played in that game, but what I was more impressed with were the assists, the steals, the blocks... And he was efficient. Let's see how he goes again in this one. While we got encouraging signs from the wave pool, D'Anthony Melton. What we're seeing a little bit with Philadelphia at the moment is PJ's Tucker's minutes coming down one to two. And that gives an opportunity for more of those three guard lineups with Melton. I'm not rushing to go and buy into the D'Anthony Melton game again. So I just don't think there's a 25 minute upside there. But I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm not against it fully. But I am very weary of it. For the Raptors, Fred Van Vliet is just amazing so far this season. This is sort of who he is, isn't it? I guess I fell for it when we go, oh, his knees, they're going to limit his minutes. Nick Nurse is insane. He's playing him 39 minutes a night. And that's that's the thing. That's why I had Van Vliet instead of like the 18th best player. I had him like 28th or 27th. I thought, okay, he might play 35 to 36 instead of 38 to 39. Well, I was fooled and I was wrong. And I also want to watch the big fellow, OG Ananobi. But what about Scarves? OG, Balenciaga stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. Last game was a bit better from him offensively. He's still like a top 80 player despite the struggles that had people panicking. Let's see where he sort of fits offensively. Knicks, Bucks. The Bucks are six and a half point favorites here. The total is 225. I want to watch um, Mitch Robinson. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. I think there's going to be a lot of ups and downs with Robinson this season, but six blocks last game was really good. How does he fare fare against a Brook Lopez and against Giannis? How does the foul trouble look? What does the split look like between him and Hartenstein? And then Rowan Barrett, who is doing basically everything we thought. There's some volume scoring, 
and then there's nothing else. And that is the story of RJ Barrett's career. Much like when I'm talking about DeAndre Hunter earlier in the show, um, I'm just not going to believe it's changed until I see it changed over a significant period of time. And we are absolutely nowhere near that at this point. But we watch, we see what he's able to do. Bobby Portis played big minutes last game. They went with the Portis, Giannis, Lopez lineup a lot more because Javon Carter sucks. And that's fine. Portis putting up some really strong numbers while Middleton is out. Might be turn, might turn into a bit of a sell high. And then I also want to watch this guy because he's just dominating. We know the free throws are bad, but you know that. You know that when you draft him. So you don't care that he's the seventh ranked player because of free throws. You don't care. He's been dominating and I think he's going to do it again. Middleton's out. Connaughton's out. Ingles is out. Quentin Grimes is also out. So, um, yeah. Be aware of that one. He is also, I'm just looking, oh, Daniel Tice has also been ruled out for those of you who care. I'm not sure who that is. Let's go on to the next game. Lakers-Wolves. The Wolves are seven-point favorites. The total is 227.5. I want to watch Lonnie Walker, who does have a pretty solid role. He's not doing too much apart from scoring, but he is there doing that scoring, and there is at least some value in that, especially for points formats. Well, I want to watch Anthony Davis. Now, Anthony Davis is officially on the injury report as questionable. He has low back tightness. We saw him grabbing at that back in that game on Wednesday. And he's already hurt his back twice in games um, so far this season. So we're obviously a little bit concerned about that. Russell Westbrook is also listed as questionable. I believe that when Westbrook does return, or if he does return this game, that he will come off the bench. That is that is the understanding that I have. Um, that's what Sham said, and that's what it seems to be the case, that Westbrook will be on the bench in this game. So how that all looks is going to be intriguing. For the Wolves, Jalen Noel is just dominating the second unit. Love what he's doing. He is at least a 14-team league guy, maybe a 12-teamer. Let's see if he pushes into more minutes. While the Jaden McDaniels experience has been very up and down. He's averaging 1.8 steals and 1.4 blocks. Those numbers, I think, will drop down. He's had some big scoring games and some invisible scoring games. But what's encouraging is the consistency in minutes. Let's see what he's able to do against this poor Lakers team. Schroeder's out. Bryant's out. Westbrook is questionable. Davis questionable. And I believe Kyle Anderson is still listed as questionable. The thing to watch with Kyle Anderson, yeah, he's questionable, is Kyle Anderson, since Anderson um, has been hurt, Noel has played 24, 26, and 22 minutes. So if Anderson comes back, is Noel the guy who loses a little bit of playing time there? I hope not, but it is. It is distinctly possible. Bull Spurs. Bulls are five and a half point favorites. The total is 229 points. Chicago is listing the skater boy, Zach Levine, as questionable. They've got a back-to-back Friday, Saturday. I, I believe that Levine will sit this game on Friday. He'll play on Saturday, and then he'll have then they play again on Tuesday after that. So I, I don't think he'll play this Friday. I think and then they, they play against the Sixers Saturday. But who knows? It could be either one. But the fact they're listing him questionable for this one makes me think that they won't play him on the Friday game. But again, I don't know that at this stage. So I want to watch Ayo Desumu, who's been really good most of the time. There's been a couple of stinkers in there, some really good, unsustainable big games, but also some solid, really sustainable games. He's looking good, and I think I might have been wrong on him. <clears throat> also watch Andre Drummond. Now, I don't want to watch Andre Drummond because I hate watching Andre Drummond, but I also do want to watch him because the amount of rebounds he's pulling in are really, really useful if you need rebounds. Now, you don't really get anything else, but he's producing some good numbers at times in certain units. Him and Javante Green and Goran Dragic, those lineups are actually pretty solid for the Bulls. 
So let's see if they lean in. I don't think they'll reduce Vooch's minutes at any point. But those lineups are having something happening. There's a little bit of a little bit of something happening. For the Spurs. Um, we don't have an update on Devin Vassell or Joshi Primo just yet. I think there is a risk of Vassell missing this game. So I want to watch Jer- uh, Jeremy. I do want to watch. Actually, let's do it. He's the second name. I want to watch um, Jeremy Sohan. Zohan now. He's almost, he's pretty close to my favorite player to watch. Defensively, he's sick. I love the hair. I love the short shorts. Offensively, he's not really there yet. And he's not really a 12-team fantasy league guy. But his minutes are strong. And I, I love watching him. I think, I think I had him at seven in the draft. So they got him at nine. So that's a little bit of a bargain on how I valued him. Um, yeah, he's, a, he's a stash for 12-team leagues, but let's see what he does. And then Josh Richardson, who's playing really well. 11 assists last game. He had a seven three-pointer game earlier this season. And if Primo and Vassal are out again, Richardson's a really good streamer. We know Lonzo Ball is out. And then there's Levine, Primo, Vassal. I think that Levine will sit. And I think Vassal will probably sit. If Levine does sit, then Alex Caruso definitely jumps into consideration for us. Jazz, Nuggets. Nuggets are nine-point favorites here. The total is 230. I want to watch the man on the street, Jordan Clarkson. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. He's been really, really good this season, and I don't really see his role changing in the immediate future. So he remains a must-roster player. I also want to watch Jared Vanderbilt, who really can't stay out of foul trouble, but he is obviously a must-roster player. Now, he's going to be one of these guys that if you just are absolutely tied into numerical ranking numbers and you include turnovers, you're going to suggest that he is a top 50 player. And he is absolutely not. But his ability to get rebounds and steals with good field goal percentage is insanely useful. And he probably is going to be a top 100 guy for most of the year. But don't overvalue what he does because he never turns it over because he also doesn't score or get assists or really hit threes. Although the scoring has been better lately. For the Nuggets, Michael Porter Jr. is worryingly listed as questionable again. Now, they just said it was fine and it was a management day on Wednesday and every Nuggets reporter, Michael Porter Jr., he's out there warming up. He probably could go if we needed him to. And now he appears questionable again two days later. That is, I'm sorry, everyone, close kids, cover your ears, all that sort of stuff. That is fucking worrying. Like, you can spin it however you want. But the fact that he sat out Wednesday and they went at at absolute pains. He's shooting around. He looks great. He could have played if we needed him to. It was just smart. Two days later, oh, yeah, still questionable. Uh, uh, what? That is worrying. It is massively worrying. And they can spin it however they want. Don't list him. That is absolutely a worry. And I don't know what it means. And I'm not panicking. I'm not dropping him. But it's hugely worrisome. It's hugely worrisome. And it's why also that what teams and players that say, they're full of shit all the time. That means we want to look at the shark, Bruce Brown. Baby shark, who, whenever someone goes down, he's the guy. Jamal Murray out, Bruce Brown. Catavius Caldwell-Pope, who's questionable, Bruce Brown. Michael Porter Jr. out, Bruce Brown. I think if Aaron Gordon went down, it'd be Bruce Brown. He's absolutely an, an ad, I think, with both KCP and Porter potentially missing. KCP is also questionable. I also want to watch the headmaster. We got some positive signs from Jamal Murray last game, and he's on the way back up. Still a bit of a buy low. Have multiple people asking, hey, do I drop him? Like, what are you talking about? No, you don't. Please, you please hold on to him. Pelican Suns. Um, Brandon Ingram's out for the next three games. We don't know about Zion or Herb just at this point, but Ingram being out means that Trey Murphy, trigger Trey, big Ken Murphy, he is an absolute must-roster player. There is no two ways about it. He has to be on a roster. Surely you already added him. Days ago, as we talked about, he's an absolute must roster. I think with Ingram out, 
Larry Nance gets a little bit more utility. Now, Nance's value rises if Zion's out, but Nance has outplayed Valanciunas the last two games, and that is really something we want to watch, isn't it? 26 to 22 minutes and 24 to 22 minutes, I think, the last two games. Huh. Really interesting stuff. For the Suns, I know a lot of people panicking on Cam Johnson, but despite Monty Williams lying and telling us he'd play mid-20s minutes, he got 33 last game against the Warriors, so I think he's all right. Absolute must roster. Chris Paul, usage went up. He responded to the criticism in his minutes. 33, 33, 35 the last three games, Chris Paul. And in two of those games, they were 17 and 29-point blowouts, and he played big minutes. Massively encouraging after a rough start to the year. As I said, Ingram's out. We don't know about Zion or Herb Jones. Ish Wainwright also listed as questionable. The Rockets and the Blazers. Portland, six and a half point favorites, total 229. I want to watch Eric Gordon, who is sneakily a 14-team league guy. He's scoring, he's hitting threes. It's great. Also, I don't know whether Alperen Shingun is going to play. And that changes things because if Shingun is out, then it means the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, gets another opportunity to put up bigger numbers. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. I don't think that Tate is all that good. And I don't even know if streaming him in for a day like this is going to be worth it. But if Shingun is out, there are going to be minutes for uh, KJ Martin and for Tate and maybe even for Tari preseason. We still haven't seen a fully fit and healthy Rockets lineup at once. For the Blazers, Lillard is out. Gary Payton is out. So who are they going to start? They could start Nasir Little. They could start Shaden Sharp. They could start Justice Winslow. Now, I think Winslow is almost exclusively being used as a four and a five. So I don't think they'd want to get him in there. His worst position to play Winslow is the three. And that would mean that he'd play the three. They might start him. Um, Sharp played more than Little last game. And then there's also Keon Johnson in there. I think they might give Sharp the nod, but it could be just a three-way split. I think all of those guys get boosts in minutes, but I definitely want to see Sharp. He's the most exciting. And Winslow's probably the next best after that. And then Jeremy Grant, does he take on a larger usage role or does Josh Hart get more shots? I think it'll probably be Grant, but that'll be something to watch. Of course, this is, if you didn't catch it, that is, this is with Damian Lillard out. Now, in terms of streaming for the Friday, Saturday, back-to-back, there are quite a few teams there. Now, you might not be able to use any of these guys because of the um, schedule squeeze on a Friday. But Grayson Allen, D'Anthony Melton, Javante Green, Alex Caruso, PJ Tucker, Jalen McDaniels, the big avocado, Andre Drummond, and Chris Duarte, they've all got back-to-backs with some solid value. For Friday, we're looking at Pat Beverly, maybe Bruce Brown, Larry Nance, Will Barton, Joshy Richardson, Grayson Allen, Dan Gafford, and Shaden Sharp. For deeper leagues, um, Richardson, Allen, Gafford, Sharp as well, Denny Avdia. I'd put Avdia even into the 12-teamers now, to be honest. Zach Collins, Jay Sean Tate, and Dean Wadey-Wade. And... For, where am I? For points leagues. Yes, points leagues. The guys to stream. Bob Bowl is available in 52% of leagues. He shouldn't be. Add him. Denny Avdia, Jalen Duran, Jeremy Sohan, Lonnie Walker, uh, Bruce Brown, Mason Plumley, and Shaden Sharp. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And if you're on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below and subscribe. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.